Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, welcome in. It is the Big Bad Morning Show. Rob Long is off today. Jeremy Conrad Norris here with you. You know what you got to do. What? Come on. What? It's six oh two in the AM. Thank you. Sorry. There you go. And Joe hit it right on the spot. I hope Rob's uh, doing all right today. But Ed, um, you know, we always do this. We go through what happened last night. How was your day? Um, it, interesting enough, last night NHL, college hoops, no football because now we've got the the big championship games coming up this weekend. So there's no matching on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday type deal. So if you were watching something, it was NBA, college hoops, or Hockey, we're yeah. just getting into something else. Yep. I watch the NHL channel. Kind of like Red Zone. They go through different games. I watch the Penguins Predators. I watch the, um, what else I watch? It was like three or four games I was sitting there. Cracking Blackhawks. Yeah. I watched a lot of hockey last night. Yeah. <clears throat> I kind of got pissed off because I'm having a, like a Wi-Fi issue, and it started over the weekend. My wife had family over. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you the glimpse into in, inside my life. So I usually watch TV in my bedroom. If we have people over, you know, we obviously we have a really nice TV in the living room. Turn it on. The Wi-Fi craps out all the time in my house. And now it's doing it in my bedroom where it never happened. Like you'll be watching a movie and it'll just go. Phew. Okay, now you got to set it back up. Okay, do you want to restart? Yeah, I'd like to restart. Okay, we got everything set up. It's working again. Three minutes into it. So I'm trying to watch the NBA last night and I'm literally losing my mind. I turned it off and, like, turned on a movie and went to bed. Yeah. I was so frustrated and so mad because, like, I'm tired of going through this process of trying to restart <laughs> the TV, waiting for the TV. Like, nothing was working. So My TV uh, is a habit of shutting itself off now. See? And the television. So I, I got to get these pods that Xfinity was telling me I got to get to try to set up a, a stronger Wi-Fi for uh, the living room. Because, like, every time I check it, it's fine. But as soon as I have people over it, Hey, guess what? Embarrassing. Mm. You guys want to watch the big game? Enjoy the Super Bowl. Bills and Eagles are on, and it's supposed to be a doozy. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot there. But yeah, it was just, it, it kept happening last night so much. What was I watching? I was watching Knicks and Hornets early and watched a little bit of the Heat Bucks, but, um, and then some college hoops because I was going back and forth from the Miami Kentucky game, which was pretty good. And then late night, you know, I talked about Alabama and that over, which it hit. But it was dicey. It was fun. You know, well, I don't it's it's fun when you win yeah. when it's dicey. It's not fun when you lose. <laughs> you're you're yeah. in a much better mood today than when you, you lose those games. Yeah, I mean much better than when I came in on uh Monday morning after Sunday's day, man. Jesus. Ugh. Anyway, but you know, we we got a full slate of NFL games coming up this week. It is kind of odd with the Ravens bye week and all the college football things that are going on uh leading into these championships. I am can I tell you guys some anomalies? I don't know if you guys I love the gambling stuff, right? I'm yeah. the degenerate. 
I hate that. I, I think Kirk Ferentz has done one of the most amazing jobs with that Iowa football team. I absolutely despise and hate that they're in the championship game against uh, Michigan. When you know the two best teams in there are Michigan and Ohio State. And I'm not trying to listen to this. You play who's on your schedule. They're in the weaker part of the conference. They didn't play any of the big dogs. They barely beat teams. Um, and now they're playing for the Big Ten Championship. They're over under for each half to score is a half a point. You can bet right now, does Iowa score a single point in either half? You what? can bet that. And it's even money. You kidding? No, it, it, their their point total in the game is six and a half. You know, wow. so the reason that it's a half in each side, it's like, well, if they score once a touchdown, then it's it gets over. then it gets over. Yeah. So they're saying it's more likely that they probably kick a couple field goals, or does Michigan turn the ball over in their own territory and allow them to score? Which, from a betting standpoint, would be a fun sweat. But like, it's it's just so bothersome. You call to it see a sweat? That. Yeah. It, you guys in your gambling terms. Yeah. Well, What's a sweat? A sweat is when like you, you've got some action going. Like it could go either way, so yeah. you're watching to make sure it goes your way. So you're sweating. Yeah. So it kind of gives you like a little <laughs> six to midnight action, right? We've all been there. But but no, I guess my point is like looking at the the college football. Like there's so many different ways we could do this to make it better. We all have a difference of opinion. This would have been the perfect year to have six or eight teams, right? Yeah. It would have been the perfect year. This would have been the year for sure. And, and I wish they would just say, hey, you know what? I know we're doing it next year, but why don't we just throw in another game here? We got time. We can figure this stuff out. And I know there's a lot of moving parts. They can figure it out. But they're not going to. We're going to have two or three teams that are on the outside, and we're going to wonder, man, what was, if? What if? Yeah, was Florida State really good enough to, or if they win, they should be in the way that they have it constituted right now. Um, and then Oregon, like sitting there, I guess Texas is on the outside looking in, but what if Bama beats. They could buy themselves rings like UCF did that year. It's it's just really weird to see this, but with with Iowa, it's it's so frustrating. The total in that game is 35 and a half, 34 and a half, somewhere in there, and they're 23 and a half point dogs. <laughs> so like even when you start doing the math, nothing makes sense. They're 23 and a half point dogs, but their point total is six and a half. So I guess if they scored their six and a half, then that would be twenty-nine and a half for don't even get me started. It just it, like it just doesn't make sense to me why we have this game when we know there's we clearly know there's a better team. So get a, get rid of the east west nonsense, north south. Yeah, but it's in all sports. It's stupid. I mean, it's like you know the Bucks went to the playoffs last year at eight and nine. It's stupid. They had better teams than them. They just won the division. And again, like if you want to do the divisional thing and the and the winner of the division gets into the playoffs, I'm listening to you. But they don't deserve a home playoff game. They don't. If you could not win your division with a winning record, if you couldn't dominate what is a bad division, mm-hmm. then you don't deserve a home playoff game. Let them in. Let them go get their ass kicked in Seattle or wherever the hell they want. Well, I thought go. Seattle was going to be the, the outlier forever, and now we had the Bucks last year, so it does happen. Yeah, and it just it kind of we've seen it before. We've seen eight and eight teams beat twelve win teams. I think the Seattle team was seven and nine at the they time. They were seven, right? well, seven, eight and one. I think seven, eight and one. I think that's what whatever they were. May have been seven. I don't know the seven win team. Like oof. That's like when uh, the Chargers beat the Colts. The Chargers were eight and eight or eight, seven and one, and they got in. Remember that's the year the Patriots had double digit wins and didn't make it with Matt Castle, and the Colts were twelve and four, went on the road and lost in overtime. Uh, so like you know you look at some of those things, and, and granted the NFL is a little bit different because of your playoff format. You have a playoff format now in college football, but it's two games. I mean, it's well, it's essentially three games, you know. Yeah. Four teams play, and then we have the champion. So, I don't know. Like, this would, this would have just been the perfect year, and I know we've said this before, probably the Utah-Auburn year that we, you know, the Central Florida year, mm-hmm. um, all those teams that were deserving. But 
with teams like Georgia didn't really play anybody, but the SEC is tough. Michigan didn't really play anybody, but it's not like the Big Ten's easy when you're playing some of the top tier teams. Like if you had Mich- if you had Michigan, Ohio State, or Penn State on your schedule, then you definitely played either all three, or if you're one of those teams, played the other two teams that were tough. It would change the whole complexion of the, the rankings in college football, though, because if if they made it where you're playing like the way they do in high school, like you know A, B, and C divisions or whatever, so everyone's good in the A division. So if they did that and Michigan had to play Ohio State and Penn State and say out out of conference they play I don't know pick a team Oregon or Florida State or whatever, you might have teams with three losses going to the national championship. Yeah, and and I like that's the the problem and what people don't understand is that the schedules aren't created equally. So when Boise State was going undefeated at that point in time in the Mountain West, beating up on San Jose State, Hawaii, yeah. you know, the likes of those teams, Wyoming, whoever it may be out there, and I know Wyoming's in a different conference, but. But the point is, like when they're playing those types of teams and going undefeated, and then you have another team that has to go to Tennessee, you know, to Florida to play. Then you got your your rivalry game. Then you have an SEC championship, so you're going to play one of the best teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Like that, that inherently is always going to bring a tougher schedule just by just by the the conference you're in. That's why we always talk about the Power Five. So. You know, like watching some of the things that have gone on, even Central Florida season, it would that was a team that would have been nice to see how they would have done against the, the upper echelon. It would have been. Yeah. And, and I'm that's not, why I believe in expansion. I'm glad they're doing it. I just don't know when it's going to end. I'm just glad that they're going to do it because there's always those teams. And, and if it got, if they have eight teams and you're ninth, I don't really care because it's always going to be the ninth and tenth team that goes, well, we should have been in. And you know, that's going to go on forever. But four, I think, is just too few. Yeah. It's, it's, well, and, and we're, we'll get to it, but like again, I, not to spend all this time on college football. We got some big games coming up, which are going to be really fun to watch. It just kind of sucks to see that some of the games that we're getting when we know we could be having better ones. Like, wouldn't you want to see Ohio State, Michigan again this of week? Of course. And I and I get yeah. it. And I, this is me. This is like, there's Iowa fans out there. It's like we did what we were supposed. I get it, man. But you guys suck. I, it's terrible <laughs> to watch. It, it's just it's not fun. I'm sorry. So anyway, four one zero five eight three one zero five seven. We got a lot we're going to go over today, Ed and I. We're going to hold hands, sing some songs, right? What are we going to do? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, up next, we're going to talk some Ravens. Uh, Anquan Bolden, Steve Smith Sr., named semifinalist for the Hall of Fame, will either get in. Thoughts on the rest of the semifinalists? And it's interesting, too, because I saw some Steeler fans going Heinz Ward and put them up against the other five wide receivers and said, who is he better than in this group? It's a really interesting group where I think two guys really stand out and the rest of them are just unbelievably good. We can get to that. That's coming up next here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Big Bad Morning Show. Jeremy Conrad Norris here with you. All right, so we were kind of discussing. I want to give you these wide receivers, too. Talking about Anquan Bolden, Steve Smith Sr. being named to the semifinalist list for Hall of Famers. So I'll give you a list here. So we mentioned Anquan Bolden, right? Steve Smith Sr. I throw out Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson, Reggie Wayne, Heinz Ward. How do you stack those guys up? And most of those guys couldn't be any different from one another from the styles that they played outside of maybe Torrey Holt and Reggie Wayne, who I think were very similar Heinz Ward was just a surefire, like could go out there and block, would get you a thousand yards. Did like just did a lot of dirty work. Anquan Bolden did too. I think those guys are similar stylistically. Um, but how do you stack those up? How do you pick like for me it's easy. I think Reggie Wayne is head and shoulders above the rest. And then I think Tory Holt's right there as well. Um, I think all the other guys are good. I don't know if you feel like they're all Hall of Famers, but I think Steve Smith is. I do too. I think he's a Hall of Famer, and he's. I think he's probably. He's, it's probably there's two people on that in that franchise that are probably the the best they've ever had. They're both eligible, apparently. Mm-hmm. Is Julius Peppers and and Steve Smith Senior. Well, I always I always admired the guys that vote on this because it's not easy, and I I honestly don't like how they nitpick at certain things, but you have to. Because um, like, how do you compare a Jared Allen to, uh, you know, even a London Fletcher? Like, how do you even compare Jared Allen to Dwight Freeney? And they played the same position, mm-hmm. but st- like they were different. Like, Dwight Freeney, you're talking about that spin move, and I was just looking at his list of the teams he played on. But but I just think it's very difficult to compare a Julius Peppers and a Steve Smith who played on the same team, but they're they're so different. And when it comes down to it, I don't like what the Hall of Fame has done to wide receivers. It feels like they wait, wait, wait. Yeah. And then now we get a year like this, and it's like, okay, are you gonna back are you gonna make sure you don't backlog this and more guys are coming up? And put two of these guys in because they should have done this years ago. Yeah, in my opinion. No, I know, and I, you know me. I've always favored defensive players because I think you know they're as important as anybody else. I, I think they're overlooked because they don't put up statistics, except for pass rushers. I mean, you'd be a Hall of Fame defensive back if you have like you know six or seven interceptions a year, mm-hmm. because yeah. that means you're you know you're a league leader every year or close to it. You know, it's a it's a rare year somebody's gonna have ten. So I mean, with sacks, it's like you know, you get a guy like Peppers. He's a third on the all-time sack list. It's got to go. He's got to be in. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be in. But I mean, oh, you know, what do you do for the interior lineman? I, I think Vincent Wilfork was one of the most right? dominant players I've ever watched play. Yeah, at his position, he looked like a refrigerator with arms, and he and you got a pass rush from him too. Yeah. So like you know, you got one of the dirtiest players in the history of the league. Rodney Harrison's on this list. Mm. Um. So I, it, Antonio Gates is is eligible. You're going to tell me that guy's not a first ballot Hall of Famer with the numbers he put up at the tight end position? Yeah. And I saw somebody the other day was asking, now that Young Way, if people aren't familiar with this, Young Way Koo has just passed Justin Tucker in the history of the league as being the most accurate kicker. Although he doesn't kick the 50 yarders that Justin right. Tucker kicks. And it, he's kicked, I think, 100 field goals, whereas Justin's done. I, 300 hits 300 field goals fewer is what Joe just told me. Yeah. So he just passed him. And then the, the question was, is Justin Tucker, I think Ryan Ripken asked it, is Justin Tucker a first ballot Hall of Famer? To which I would say, you've got the best player at his position. He should be, but he won't be a first ballot Hall of Famer just because of the position. Should be. Yeah. So it should be. And that should be the criteria. It should be. 
if you are basic, you are the best player at your position in the history of the game. You walk in. Well, uh, and we've a, had three of those. Well, there's there's different guys too. What about a guy like Devin Hester? Is he not one of the best kick returners, or if not yeah. the best kick returner of all time? So if you're going to make him eligible, it makes it more difficult. To, like, would I rather have him in, or you know, an Antonio Gates, or a Dwight Freeney, or a, even a Jari Evans, a yeah. guard that was the just problem so is, dumb. I mean, I've look, I'm looking to listen. The guys I love in this game are you know, London Fletcher, James Harrison, Julius Peppers. Like, these are the guys I want to see go in. Well, what about the so you think Steve Smith Senior is Anquan Bolden? Hall of Famer or not? Not sure. It's tough, isn't it? It's like, tough. and I don't it feels know. weird saying it. Love Anquan. I mean, just but I'm not sure. That's why I always said, like, the, to me, the Hall of Fame in all the sports should have been for the just like, with all due respect, I, I had this debate over Gary Carter, who was really good for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm going when I think about the greatest catchers of all time, his name doesn't pop in my mind, and I'm not dare. I'm sorry, I know. But I'm just saying, like, that was the debate. Like, when that guy's name came up, I went, yeah, I thought he was really, really good. Yeah. It's kind of how I felt about, like, a guy like Rafael Palmero, even though the steroid stuff's there. Like, I thought he was really, really good for a long time. But was he ever the best player at his position? Was, was Mike he... Piazza better than Gary Carter? Not defensively, but no. with that bat, yes. Yes. So, I mean... you know, it's, and again, we're, we're splitting hairs here when we talk about it, but, like, that's the problem. When you start to let it, it's either you go from the elite to the hall of, unbelievably good, you yeah. know what I mean? Or you have those Hall of Very Goods that get into the Hall of Fame, and now it feels like, then we start questioning, well, what about the next group? Should they be on that cusp too? And I think it waters it down a little bit, but that's just me. Um, I'm not arguing any of these guys. All the guys we named on this list, even the guys I don't like, like Eddie they're George. very, I mean, they're very deserving. Eddie George was so dominant and then just hit a wall. Yeah. So, but with the wide receivers. Get Ray Lewis. I, I think Steve Smith Sr. was so underrated as a player Me too so underrated as a player and i don't know who pissed in his cheerios but man that guy wakes up on the wrong side of the bed every day and when he plays football like you just love it when he's on your team yeah. he'd hate his i mean he's he's heinz ward in a different way i gotta be honest, he's kind of like that off the field can i tell you this? i i read into i sat behind him at a benefit they had a screening um at a theater and the senator made one of the anyway the one in New York wrote. And um, <clears throat> I sat behind him. He looked like he wanted to fight. Mm-hmm. He's just got that face like all the time. He had a baseball cap with the brim. You know how he wears mm-hmm. it curled up? He's wearing that. He looked like a like a tough kid out of a cartoon, like an old movie. And you know what's you – know, all right, so I'll, I'll tell you my story in a second. But what's weird about him is I've done multiple events with him where he can be a bit of a ball buster too. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can't tell sometimes if he's joking or if he's just got that chip. Um, and then it'll, it'll finally come out because he kind of has that weird sense of humor too. But like when I watched him around kids, he was so freaking good with all these kids, man. Like just out of his way to be just amazing to them. And I, I remember doing an event at an elementary school where I, near where I used to live and Steve Smith was the guest. And I don't think they could have had a better guest. Like he was making jokes about homework with these, and they're laughing. The teachers are laughing. He's like, all right, who has a homework assignment? He goes, if I sign an autograph for this kid, can he get out of it? And the teacher's like, yes, yeah. Like, he was just so cool. We're in the Super Bowl in New Orleans. Now, he's he's not playing with the Ravens at this time, obviously. He's still with the Panthers. We're coming out of a place called Mothers, a little bit different. It's a, You've been to Mothers in New Orleans, Ed? No. Um, I don't know, actually. I don't think mothers so. would be like one of the diviest, best food places you could go. Like, you walk in, you're like, this is where we're eating? And then you sit down and eat, and go, oh, my God, everything here is phenomenal. 
Like, it's the place that everybody wants to go to right off of Bourbon Street. And so I see Steve Smith's coming up as we're walking out. We mm-hmm. just ate. So I hold the door for him. There's not a lot of room going into that door, right. you know, that doorway. It was him and a woman was with him. Um, hold the door open. They walk in. Like, look at my microphone. This is how he walked in. That's my nose. Really? Yeah. Like, we almost touched nose because he he mean mugged. And maybe he's not. Maybe he just got resting bitch face, you know? But, like, he <laughs> mean mugged the hell out of me. And I went, damn, man, I was just holding the door. I didn't even say it because I didn't. Look, I'm out there having a good time. I'm not trying to get into it with an NFL player over, like, a mean mug. And, and maybe he wasn't. Maybe it's just his face. But we all feel that way being around him. Yes. So, yeah. Great guy, though. Like, <laughs> I do love him. I love listening to him. Uh, I think he's fantastic. He worked hard when he was here. I think he should be a whole. He was another one of those guys. You know, I see him as a veteran receiver, like mentoring the younger ones during you know summer camp and stuff. Yep. yep. All right, we got more to get to. 410-583-1057. We're going to have a serious discussion and take some calls on it. Um, NFL discussion. Are people losing faith in sports media, journalism? A lot of goofy things out there. You read stuff. You don't know who you can trust. We're going to talk about it next, and I want to hear from you at 410-583-1057. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back. Big Bad Morning Show, Jeremy Con Ed Norris. What movie was this in, Joe? Oh, I think it was One Crazy Summer, which you lied to me. All right, so, sorry, it was just stuck in my crawl there. We were talking about the media. Yeah, you and I were discussing this from a different standpoint, but do you think people are losing faith in sports media journalism? We had the big story with, um, what was it, Krista Thompson talking about lying about sideline ports, and we talked a little bit about it. And then now we have the thing that's going on with Malika Andrews where she's just getting dragged across social media yeah. because they're saying, I guess, I guess I could say like black Twitter does not like Malika Andrews. And I, I know that's kind of a broad statement because I went down a rabbit hole the other day and I'm like, I was not privy to any of this. Um, I was actually <laughs> talking to Rob about it where they feel like she criticizes black athletes and doesn't. White athletes, i.e. the stuff that's going on with Josh Giddy, to which Stephen A. Smith, and I hate him, had one of the best things. He's like, we don't know anything yet. We don't know when this happened. We don't know how old she was. Yeah. Look, once he, like once you start accusing somebody of being a pedophile or a, a sexual deviant or a sexual assault, whatever, 
Like it's lightly, really, man. It's really hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube because you're labeled that. And so with all these stories that are going on, you know, this question gets brought up about trusting sports media. I thought the sideline reporting thing was just so ridiculous. And I'm not trying to demean sideline reporters because when something happens, we want to know. We want, okay, is the quarterback coming back in the game? Why did he go in the blue tent? How was he feeling after that play? You know, the, the, the stuff at halftime where a coach is going to go, yeah, we want to go out there. We want to give 110%. Got to be better on third down. You know, we, we don't want to turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to get behind the sticks. All, who cares? Like, it's all nonsense. And, like, the one time, like, they had a sideline report. Somebody was reading what was written on the TV. So there was a script. Like, it's like the three bullet points. What do they have to do? Not turn the ball over. Coach says they want to eliminate turnovers. Great. Who doesn't? I can say this. You know, but again, and I'm it's gonna sound like I'm demeaning their job. I'm not. I think there's absolutely a place for it in sports. But I thought it was overblown with the whole lying at halftime stuff. I did. I thought it was a little overblown by some of the reporters what? that are up there. Like she said that she would uh, if, if the coach wouldn't come out, she oh, would she's, make up make the story it, yeah, at yeah, halftime. Yes. But the story wouldn't be made up like, hey, guess who's gonna be the new starting quarterback? Nothing like that. It was like Again, want to be better on third downs. We got to mm-hmm. be better in the red zone. All the crap that coaches say every single time. Probably would have said it anyway. Yeah. So, do you think people, now we know they've lost trust in regular media, the news. Do you think the same thing's happening with sports media? Yes, I believe that. I think, and there, there was a poll, I mean, years ago, you know, the media wasn't very uh, well trusted in this country. You know, you look at the, the, they had professions that by, you know, who was trusted, like lawyers were way down the list. Um, Media members are way down the list. And I get it. And the problem is when you have people that do things, plagiarize and, and you know, selective reporting and things like that, it's like people fill in the blanks. And then they start to get very cynical. And, you know, and then you get this, the sewer of social media, particularly Twitter, when, you know, and who knows you know, how many people are criticizing her. It could be 10 people yeah. with 15 accounts each that are just, you know, going at it. And that's very often what happens. But you get people with you know a ton of burner accounts. They just go after people, and it looks like wow, because they're not you know. I, I, I really can't stand it because it's people we know. When one of us says something, it's you know it could be me, it could be Rob. It's like, that's polarizing. You know, you said with your pics, sometimes people get crazy. It's like oh, your buddy's getting murdered on social media. I'm like, what does that? Mean? I actually, what what the f does that mean? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Somebody's taking a dump right now on his phone, is criticizing my friends and, you know, just hitting all his burner accounts and say how displeased he is. What does it mean? It means nothing. But, you know, people look at this like there's some kind of validity to it. And I think it's a big problem. But it, it is tough now, though, too. Like, if we're just talking about media in general, like, you probably get your news from a different place that I do. And then what we come back with or what we come away with can be mm-hmm. something that's totally different. So you can't tell me that's news. Like, you're not you're not reporting what's going on there's a spin to it to fit the narrative of what you want your listeners to hear mm-hmm. and there's a big thing going on and it's not just look for for the the, the conservatives out there this isn't a left-wing uh, me, uh like liberal thing that just happens and for the people that are saying look fox sports look what fox news look what they're pushing look what they're yeah it happens because that's who you're watching it there it, yeah. it's become a ratings thing more so than delivering the news yeah and i'm, I'm- and I get my news. People would assume I get it from a different. I get the New York Times every day, digitally. I always have. You couldn't be further left. Mm-hmm. That's what I get, where I get my news. But I do watch Fox News as well, and I watch other you know TV news. I watch CNN. Um, but I think that these places, these 
entities exist. I think Fox exists because it got so crazy the other way. You you need somebody to go and, and balance it, and then they get crazy because now they're what they are. So it's it just very hard to. That's why that's why I look at different news sources because I read the same stories and see who's reporting, who's not reporting. Stuff some stuff was omitted. And then, you know, you got to think about the responsibility of the media where they're not responsible very often. They want to just, they want to inflame things. They want to, you know, be first. I was just going to say that. What's more important, getting it right or being first? Yeah. Or being inflammatory. You know, being, it just, and, and it's, it's a very, very dangerous thing. Like, I, I told, we talked off air. It's story's not even out there. A, a group of black teenagers murdered a white teenager who was trying to retrieve, uh, retrieve a friend's property that was stolen. They beat him to death on video. If it was white kids who beat a black kid to death, it would have been widely reported, and I think there would have been violence in the streets because there would have been agitators out there trying to keep the you know the hatred alive. This was not even reported. It goes just kind of like like a fart in a breeze. Nobody's even talking. Poor kid's dead. And this is this all falls back on the media. What they choose to report, they choose not to report. How about you report the news and let everybody decide what's you know how to feel about it. Well, it's a novel approach. Yeah, exactly. And I guess that we could say the same thing with sports. Like, you do have, I think each of us have our own fandom of who we root for, where we grew up. Like, you know, I was just watching um, a video with a, another reporter up in at ESPN where he was talking about his favorite teams, right? And, and and rooting them on, obviously, and pulling for them. And you talk differently when you talk about those teams or players you like. Yeah. Right? You talk more glowingly about it. I think the same thing happens in the media when you get a story. You um you know dramatize uh, or or make make things look way worse than they are in certain situations and put the stuff to the front. It's it's the same thing too. Too like we're all to blame for it as well because when it comes to the news, everybody's like, I don't want to turn on the news. Everything's negative because that's what people want to see. You start doing all these positive stories, and people are like, that's nice. Click, mm-hmm. click. Like how many times have we talked about it? We if we had a guy giving out two hundred thousand turkeys for Thanksgiving, right? Or we had a guy that got busted for a DUI. Which story do we want to talk about more? I know which one's going to lead. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I mean, look, everybody takes a little blame in this. But I want to hear from uh, you out there. Do you trust sports media? I think the Sports Illustrated one is the biggest. That That's the other that's thing. A big, that one I think you need to describe. Because that's, a, that's huge what they did. If you guys missed it, Sports Illustrated used fake people, yeah. fake stories. They used like chat GPT and, and artificial intelligence to create... Fake people and fake news stories. Well, not not fake stories, but they would say, "Okay, um, Ravens beat the Chargers." Here, ChatGPT, tell me what, tell me about the game, and then you'll have your stats. It'll be very generic. There's nothing to it, and then they would post those as stories because you know what? They don't have to pay anybody to do that. You just buy the the technology and get it done. And I, I I've been saying this for a while. Like you know, people talked about the whole like Terminator thing and the machines rising up. This AI stuff scares the hell out of me, man. Yeah. As cool as it is, it scares the hell out of me. Well, it should. And this is a good example. It's just like, you know, what they did, you know, just then. Like, you're making up stories. You're just, you're plugging this into artificial intelligence and posting it as a reporting. You couldn't be more disingenuous. This yeah. is lying. A lot of SI people standing up. All right, I want to hear from you. 410-583-1057. Your thoughts on 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Sports Media. Welcome back. Big Bad Morning Show. Jeremy Condad Norris here with you today. Rob Long is off. Talking about do you trust sports media? And another thing that was, I got a text from a buddy that thought it was pretty interesting, so I'll read it here. Isn't it technically reporting, though? Isn't reporting disseminating information and writing a story about it? If it is, isn't that what the AI was doing? I feel like we may only view it as disingenuous because until now it had to be done by a human. I mean, I think that's a fair thought process, but you got to figure out what it's going to change. It, like, And maybe it's already begun with self-checkout and all the other stuff that's going on. I'm waiting to go into a Walmart and see if they're going to have me go out back and unload a truck. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like there, there, there is a lot of that going on. But I still think the AI stuff is disingenuous if you're having somebody write an article about a game and just having a... You can't put someone's name to it who doesn't exist with an article that wasn't written by a human and yeah. say it was. That's, you know... It's very disingenuous. Just say it's an aggregation collected by artificial intelligence then. Yeah. Let's go out to the phone lines. Let's get Mike in Baltimore. He's on the fan. What's up, Mike? Hey, how y'all doing this morning? Good. All right. Uh, hey, Ed, this is your almost birthday twin and fellow Brooklynite, ah. Mike. Um, oh, yeah. How are hey, you? I'm doing good. Hey, look, man, um, I, 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 I've kind of took uh, sports journalism with a grain, grain of salt, but it came to a head during the Lamar uh, negotiation because you would get stuff every other day, and, and it was unsubstantiated, and it just really got to a point where I just stopped listening. I said, you know, I'm just going to wait and hear if he, he's going to sign or not. And it really came to a head when a guy that I like, Jason Lockenfora, came on the air and said emphatically that Lamar had played his last game for the Ravens. And I called the station that day. I said, does he have information that anybody else doesn't have? And, of course, he was wrong. But, like I said, it came to a head during the, um, those times when every other day you were hearing something about Lamar, you didn't know what was substantiated or not. So I kind of take sports reporting with a grain of salt now, you know. Yeah, I remember there was stuff about Lamar where that was reported that he wanted a receiver or he wasn't going to sign. He wanted OBJ. He wanted this. He wanted that. And then I talked to someone in the Ravens. They said that's not true. Yeah, he just had. He said, "Yeah, it'd be nice to have some." You know, it was so so exaggerated. Yeah, and I'm not defending Jason here or or uh, taking mm-hmm. shots or anything, but like the, the same thing with reporting. Like depending on what you hear and what you're reporting, you could be hearing certain things. That have happened, and then things change after the fact. But you know, uh, again, we all—that's that, the hard part. And I—I've said this before. I don't care about being first on anything. And the only time I think I—I I was one of the first to it, and I got inside information was when JJ Hardy signed his contract extension, and then everybody started following me. All these media members, and they realized this guy just puts inappropriate memes out all day. Who am I following this <laughs> douchebag for? You know, like. It, I don't care about any of that. I don't. I don't need to be that guy. But there are certain people that's part of their livelihood and what they do in reporting. Um, I do think with sports, though, like things can get different. I know in in my world now because I'm in the gambling world, like it's just a bunch of shysters and liars and losers. And and I'm not even talking about what you're doing as far as your picks. Like anybody that's out there promoting over and over, you see their ads for them on on like social media. Those are all upsell targets. So they sell you their picks, and it's like, oh, the picks didn't hit. It didn't work. 
well, let me upsell you on this because, or if they start to win, it's like, well, you got to buy all this. So they sell you everything. Mm -hmm. And then you realize he just got lucky in the beginning, sold you a bill of goods. And, oh, that's not the real picks. Let me sell you the, there's so many scams out there and it just drives me insane. It's like, you want to take them all out, but how do you do it? Because because as soon as you, you call somebody out, they change their name and go to a different company or create a new company. They're on YouTube selling BS. I mean, it's just, it's nonsense, man. So it really is hard to trust people. Uh, Lou's in Edgewood. Lou, you're on the fan. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, as far as AI doing sports media, I, I I don't even know how that's even possible. You know, I mean, I mean, it's just you got to have a human factor when you're reporting sports news. I mean, I, how do you incorporate AI on sports news? Explain that to me. And as far as where I get my sports information, I dropped the four-letter network years ago because their, their content just got to be stagnant. And I don't trust Fox Sports or Fox News, period. I don't trust any of the media. I don't even watch CNN. This is one of the reasons why I cut the cable cord and went streaming because I got tired of all the BS and the commercials and all that crap. So yeah. explain to me how AI could be part of reporting sports news. Well, it's and Lou, appreciate the phone call. It's, it's artificial intelligence. It can... I mean, you can do a lot with it, like chat GPT. So I'll give you the perfect example. When John Morant got busted for the, the gun issue the second time and he issued his apology, somebody issued an apology form with chat GPT, and it was the same exact apology that he had. So yeah. they're saying when you're looking to write something now, you can use that. And I think, Joe, I don't know if you're privy to this or not. Are teachers now doing something to counteract like chat GPT? Uh, it's, it's difficult. You always had... Um... There's always a thing that you have to submit papers through that will check at least if you're plagiarizing or not. And even that's not foolproof because mm-hmm. I know people that have been dinged on that and they got in trouble and almost got expelled because they said that they were plagiarizing something when they weren't. It's just the way the algorithm works. Yeah, I don't think there's a way you can check. I mean, ESPN is has used something like this in the past where if it's like a game... Like even like Maryland the Rider game that wasn't on that was on Big Ten Network, but if it's not a huge game, they will use something that will just give you a very short breakdown of the game. But it's not an article; it's just saying Jameer Young, like Maryland beat Rider, blah, blah blah. Jameer Young had this, and they would never put a name to it. See, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, uh, you know, because they're just giving you the information of what transpired in the game. But the fact that SI tried to go out of their way to create fake people that's that's disingenuous stuff yeah and si's writers they all have a union also so i think part of it is that they i mean people you we used to have on this show lost their job at si because they wanted to cut back on having to pay people so instead they just use these fake fake names to put out articles that a human could do but they don't have to pay for it yeah and you know the other thing now and the thing that i hate and the reason why i don't watch fox sports unless it's a game the reason i don't watch espn unless it's a game sometimes i'll watch a pregame on there um the manning cast or whatever if you want to go something different i don't mind watching sports center either if you're catching up on highlights but i don't watch this stuff anymore because everything's turned into a hot take like who can say the craziest thing and who can have a reaction off of it they fired like 40 journalists to make sure they keep Stephen A. Smith so he can just be the loudest guy on TV. Um, and I don't even know who's watching these shows. I know they're on in like barber shops and different places you go to in the afternoon, mm-hmm. or even if you're going to a sports bar, that stuff's on because they leave it on ESPN. 
I don't even know who watches all that because, like, to me, their shows are so ridiculous. It's just guys yelling at each other. And, like, even now, like, the Skip Bayless stuff has turned into he's a Cowboy fan, so now they're just going to drag him for being a Cowboy fan. He just keeps saying, like, silly things and stupid things and standing by and coming up with dumb nicknames. And people watch this. Like, they were pulling in lower, lower ratings than, you know, reruns of Murder, She Wrote. But that's where all the money's. I, I guess. I mean, maybe I'm just missing something. No, I, no, no, no. Because I don't. I stop watching these things because I don't. I don't like screaming and people yelling. Like whoever's loudest is right. The only one I can. T- you know what I can. I can take um, Cornelius and Woolbound. Woolbound. Because they usually, you know, they'll make fun of each other, but they don't like get crazy. Yeah. You know, a lot of people saying dumb things. All right, we got a lot coming up today. Some guests coming up next hour. Chris Knocky's going to join us at 730. We'll talk about the Terps. And don't forget Ken McCusick breaking down the Ravens. Uh, we got two seconds with him at 8 o'clock. World of Stupid at 845. But up next, we, we get into the birds. Birds make permanent changes to their game times for 2024. I want to get your thoughts and reactions on it. Do you think they'll have positive impacts on attendance? I'll tell you why I hate it, but that's a me problem. We'll get into that next right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.